You're listening to The Journey Podcast with Russell Hughes, the show where we share the real journeys of individuals who are crushing it in their industry. Welcome back. It's been a very, very long time since we've done Journey Podcast. Had to have a little uh, little break for, for some reasons I'll let you know. Today we have a very special guest, a very, very good friend of mine, a leader in his industry, a little a pioneer, someone who um, is very inspiring to the youth of today, very inspiring o- overall. Um, his name's Leon, and uh, he is he's, he's, he's a man of many talents, mm. but... You know, how we met is through his juice bar in, in Tooting, Get Juiced, which uh, we'll make sure we put some some links on that. But welcome to the Journey podcast, uh, Thank Leon. you for the beautiful introduction. Oh, so... Yeah, from a man like yourself, it's much appreciated. Obviously, you're doing amazing things as well. So there's, there's definitely some weight behind your words and it's appreciated. So thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me down. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a long, long time coming. You've been you've been top of the hit list for for a long while, but a busy man like you is hard to. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? everything in divine time. I feel like now's a great time for it. So yeah, 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 yeah it's good. So there's some some very um, exciting things that I'm hoping to to like bring to our listeners. Um, you know, it varies. We thought this was going to be aimed for for young people. You know, mm. sort of mainly um sort of i would say teenagers looking for for their path in life uh, you know l- lost souls from the age of 21 to 35 as well but what we found is that this podcast is actually transcending across all three ages mm. because like each person's journey has you know golden nuggets of wisdom that that sort of you know can, transcends through the ages really definitely is the best thing so yeah, have you have you had an opportunity to have a little listen yourself yet? Um, I had a little listen to one that you done with Gene. It was very very interesting. Nice. Um, I haven't actually like had time to like tune in and sit down and listen to it fully. Okay. But I've had like snippets of what you've been doing, well, especially on your Instagram as well. Nice. And I've seen you've had some really inspiring people. I've even started following them myself. Okay. That's... Um, like the cyclist guy. Yeah. His name. Yeah, uh, Lee Lee. Um, Lee Powers? Lee Evans. Lee Evans? No, I was about to say Lee Powers as well. Yeah, Lee mm. Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Evans, yeah. Very interesting. He's a mindset high performance coach. Yeah, mm. so he's like training training some of the best in the world, best in the military. Okay. Yeah, so, and he, he's actually involved with RH, making sure that we're, you know, we're, we're stepping up into mm. a, high, a high performance team. Okay, that's good. Yeah, no, no. It's, yeah, it's really, great guy. It's really good, yeah. So yeah, so look, I just thought for any of our new listeners, just to kind of get an idea of what the podcast is about and, and also to give you an idea of the format, because we kind of um, have some structure, but we keep it very, very loose, is so the pod, the journey podcast is about bringing um, wonderful and talented people who, you know, in society's eyes might not necessarily have made what, what they perceive as success, mm. but from my perspective, like I, I feel like you're a very successful man and, and uh, definitely on, on his way to do great things. And so what, what I realized is that one of the, the things from all the books I've read from, you know, the, the, the greats, I could give various different, um, you know, Michael Jordan's books I've mm. read, I've read, um, who else? I've lost my train of thought there. 
but um, Steve Lots. Jobs, um, mm. you know, the, basically the guys who have led the way, Richard Branson. And um, what I found when I was reading these books, they were very, very inspiring. But there was one thing that I felt was missing, and and, and having been and and on my own journey um, to 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 success and, and mainly helping other people, is that you never really get a true insight of, of how tough it is, the, mm. like the, the, the ups and ups and downs and actually what were the key moments in, in a person's life that actually, you know, um, what were those moments that changed them? What were those moments that made them? What were those moments that, you know, that, that really gave them the grit and the t- determination or mm. changed their course of life? Because, you know, I think a lot of young people and even older people today will be listening to this and they might be, you know, um, in IT or working in finance and really that wasn't their true calling and giving them the confidence to, to really listen to some of our other guests who we found who mm. thought they were going to be one thing and yeah. then life just has its way of Definitely. either punching you in the face or putting you on another course. And yeah. It's about how you deal with those, um, those, those adversities. And so that's really what I'm hoping to get the podcast each yeah. Each each month, I feel like it's taking on a new level, and then someone mm. with your your amazing energy, I mm. feel like there's there's going to be a lot to unpack on this. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> and it's interesting that you said, like you said two things, like things that kind of cr- uh, cr- created the character in that person, and like pinnacle things to give them that driving force to to do what they need to do, and then also leaving a career and taking taking the initiative and taking the self-belief and the faith to jump into something else and to, to just do them, yeah, you know, and follow that through. And uh, I feel like bo- both of those things I've had to do in order to get to where I am. So, yeah, it's, you've hit the nail on the head with that one for sure. And, and I'm sure that, like you said, with those people that you've read their books, um, you know, maybe in that book it didn't, t- it didn't tell you, but I'm sure there are things that they've had to go through. Oh, 100%. Um, but there's also things that, there's people that you don't hear about, you know, like the cleaner that's come oh. on a boat, you know, to get to where they are. And now they're, they're working all those hours um, and have managed to get a mortgage and have their kids in schools and getting school uniforms and all the rest of it, you know. And I even met a woman yesterday who's, who's like, yeah, I came here with nothing. Now she's got four properties She's got uh, four daughters, you know, one's writing a book, like they've all gone to university. And, you know, these, there's, there's these, all these amazing stories. Um, and it's, it's interesting because some you will see, and it'll be highlighted. Yeah, but there's through, some that through, through the success that they, they, they show. Yeah, through, 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 through society's eyes. Yeah, exactly, like yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing. And, and honestly, most of the guests so far you know, um, if you were looking through the lens of society who sort of look at celebrity or wealth as, as a key factor of, mm. of, of, of or a key mark of success, mm. for me, I've always been able to see like the potential of, of people that so when I ever I hire someone, I'm always looking for, you know, you can see the full potential. And I know you're very much someone alike because we've yeah. had many discussions about um, staff and what sort of things that you look for when you're hiring someone. Definitely. And, you know, the people that you hang around with and train with. Mm. Um, and so definitely on the beginning of this podcast journey, it's only highlighted even more. And, and that what my intuitive feel was is that mm. actually, you know, the, the normal, let's say, 
they say Joe Bloggs has actually got a lot more to to say and a lot more to give in terms of knowledge and wisdom mm. than maybe even some of some of the the great successes yes. in, in many minds that that other people can take and 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 sort of use that wisdom and knowledge mm. in a way that they feel oh you know he's not some super successful millionaire this guy is just like a normal guy like me and look look at all of these amazing things that he's achieving look at yeah. you know what is his driving forces mm. and i feel like you know that the, the normal normal humans are actually the supermen just they're just not wearing their capes yeah it's true and it's in i like what you said about seeing people's potential um and there's there's two things on that actually there's um there's a podcast i saw with this woman talking and she said oh, you shouldn't date someone for their potential. They should have it already. And that makes sense, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, why wait for someone to fulfill their potential when you can have someone who's already fulfilling it? But also, if you've got someone who's fulfilling their potential um, or fulfilling a task or role within your company really well, but you can see more in them, that's also a really good driving force in any relationship. And it's like... Uh, it allows you to see beyond all the 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 bumps and the you know the pitfalls and there's always going to be that in any relationship but if you have that vision of their potential you're always going to have that as the, the driving force mm. so everything else is just kind of trivial you're like okay all right we're going through these times but there's this to come and it's it's essential i believe yeah I mean, yeah. the, uh, the, f the flip side to that before we get into your own journey is I have to say, like, I've taken a few hits where you look at someone, you can see how much potential that they have. Like, and I, I mainly talk about this from, from a work perspective. Mm. And so you try to create an environment and like I always try to create an environment if I was them, like how, what would, what encouragement and what resources would I need to, to, to give them that boost so they can start to realize their mm. own potential for themselves mainly, you know, firstly, I always believe in people reaching their full potential for themselves, not for me, not for the company, not for, you know, even their, their family and friends. It's mm. so important to reach your full potential and become the best version of yourself for yes, yourself, definitely. number one. 100. And then the other people, allow the other people to benefit and, mm. and, and, you know, enjoy that, enjoy that, that, that positivity that it creates. Yeah, definitely. But on the flip side, as I said, for me, there's a lot of the times that you cannot always expect everyone to reach their full potential because you know people have different times like you know yeah we we we, we, peak, we have peaks and troughs exactly yeah. we, we for, for i know we're quite ambitious like we might see ourselves as late bloomers like we're, <laughs> we're behind the curve or something but for for, for me you mm. know like now i'm starting to learn like you know every, the, the timing is always right and you yeah. know so it's always important to remember that that even some people might not even want to reach their own potential because of of stuff that they've had but definitely mm. a lesson i've learned like still still strive to try and find and help these people but yeah you can't always hang about it if they're not willing to to take yeah the steps themselves definitely and also it's like valuing yourself yeah like self-value is such a pinnacle thing in seeing your potential yeah and fulfilling it yeah because yeah, yeah. you're like you know what i am worthy of this i'm worthy of what i want yeah, yeah, yeah. And and stick into it and believe in it and 100%. know it's going to come to you. 100%. Because, <laughs> you know, we can, we can all have visions and aspirations, but how focused are we on those? And is it just like, oh, yeah, 
you know, I have a vision of what I'd like for myself. Yeah. And there's days where that vision gets blurred and I'm like, well, I don't want that. What am I doing? Like, I don't need to do that. I need to do this. Uh, I should just make, I should just do this a lot more simple. But, but the ultimate driving force is still that, that full, that potential, that, that, that goal, that achievement that I would like for myself and for others. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the minefield is just sticking to that, that, that vision that you have and keep mm. believing in it. And it just slowly it will begin to manifest and it will come to you. Yeah, yeah. completely, completely agree. Mm. But sometimes it is, it is a difficult task, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. just like one of the, one of the, like even now constantly working on it, but mm. there's life has its way of throwing all types of distractions <laughs> into, into your path. So like trying to keep headstrong and remember to remain on it is mm. quite difficult. But look, yeah. I think, I think we've, we've had a very good uh, beginning of conversation, great, sure. great energy, great conversations, but we're here for your journey. And uh -huh. um, so one of the things I always ask our guests is um, where, where would you like to start? So, you know, where you're at now, Mm -hmm. um, you know, successful uh, business owner, entrepreneur. Um, I'd say where, I, where, where it all began. Where it all began, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. I yeah. Okay, great, mm. amazing. So, where, where, where was Leon born? Where was uh, Leon first created? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was born in Tooting, in oh, South London. Yes, yeah. local, brat, 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 brat. SW17 representing. London. That's how we like it. Yeah, man. No offense to the North, East, and West Londoners <laughs> out there, but yeah, South London. Yeah, Tooting. definitely the place. Okay, nice. Um, so, yeah, born in South London, you know know my community very well okay. a, i spent my, most of my life here mm -hmm. um uh went to local schools and then how was how was school for you school like, I, it's, it's one of the things uh, one of the key things i always try to pick up on in okay. podcast with because i i feel like there's a connection <laughs> for sure to, to, in schools and how how you felt in school mm. and like where you are now i definitely think there's an intrinsic connection i'm trying and, mm. and hopefully after having hundreds of guests like mm. we'll start to be able to to see if there's definitely. any direct direct link in there yeah i'm definitely i'm sure you'll see some correlations so mine basically schooling for me went really well f um like i had some peaks and troughs in school i got t i got taken out of one school and put into another uh, my mum. How, how come? My mum was was someone who she's quite like a like quite radical. She didn't want me to have vaccines. She didn't want them teaching me about the wars. She she you know she'd go in and be like you know like what what's going on like why why is my son being taught this stuff? Why is he not advancing? Why you know she want to know what's going on? And I feel like the school I went to. Um, they, well, just schooling in general, mm. it, it's not, it wasn't for me. Mm. Like I was very hands-on as a child. Yeah. My mum's from the countryside. Mm. So her, her way of learning was play. So for, for her to have me outside playing all the time was just the norm. Um, and that's how, that's how I learned. You know, I, I went, played, spent most of my days playing outside to get me to do homework. I, it was the last thing I wanted to do. Um, so sitting down and having to be academic, 
it it was it was boring to me. I wasn't infused by it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's interesting that you had the support of your mum on that as well, because mm. a lot of mm. both young boys and girls. But you know, initially young boys have a lot of energy. Yeah. And you know, there there there's some um, have a lot more energy in the beginning and find it difficult to focus, depending on 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 I guess. If, parenting to some degree yeah. some are preparing their kids for the system yeah so that they can you know essentially Definitely. excel yeah. and others like it sounds like your mom are kind yeah. of like well i'm not preparing him for the system i'm preparing him for himself yeah and like what my true values and my upbringing are and then mm -hmm. obviously you going into that system was in initially a little bit difficult then Definitely. is what you're saying yeah that's what it feels like and um yeah same in secondary school um I was always really good at sports. Yeah. Um, I always excelled in sports. Something I enjoyed doing. I went to a sports school. What was uh, the school? Ernest Bevan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what was the school before that your mom... Ravenstone. Then I got taken out of Ravenstone and put into West Hill. So what? how old were you when you get taken out of Ravenstone? Um, so it must have been like year four or five. Okay. Um, but I was always really good at maths and science. Yeah. That was something I like... The teachers never really understood how I do math sums, but I was always like the first to have my hand up and answer questions. And they'd be like, Leon, let someone else answer this time. <laughs> like, um, you know, and it, it, there was always, it always felt like there, that I had the talent, but it was always being suppressed somewhat. Okay. You know, and... And did you, were you realising this yourself at the time or was it... I could feel on? it. I could feel it. And um, when I got to college, uh, they, were also, they were doing tests on me there as well non-verbal tests and stuff like that. And there was two, I remember there was two tests I did, non-verbals, where it was like problem solving. And I answered like two questions in the, at the end of the test that no one ever answered. And they were like, oh, so how did you answer this? And I explained it to them, but because they didn't understand how I did it, they would just wrote it off like, no, it's not true. You can't just guess. I was like, all right, you're a prick. <laughs> like, it's, it was just always like I always felt like there was I always knew how, how amazing I was yeah but I always felt like it, I was always being suppressed so is this a kind of like the, the, the first real time that you're dealing with adversity um, as, as, yeah. as, a young, as a young I guess so yeah through, a, through the whole schooling system it felt that way but and how did you deal with it? Like, you know, obviously you're like, you said, oh, you're a I think it like, made me uh, quite recluse and I didn't, I didn't want to be a part of it. Mm. So I kind of, I, I, um, yeah, I just find other ways of um, getting out of that. Um, so I had like a few hobbies that I'd do and do sports. So I used to build like computers, I used to build sound systems and make like, nice speakers, using different stuff. This is all really young, like 13, 14, mm. um, 15. Um, so then, yeah, when I when I finally went to college, I did a year in computing and I, I, I think, yeah. So, so yeah, I did a year in computing and I found um, that, uh, yeah, I, I got a bit over, like distracted what, um, from from basically doing outside things that you started to be good at. And yeah, and I think because I went from an all boys school and I went to a mid school, so my lunchtime was like, oh, there's women and there's like talking to, to to girls in the play in the in the lunch hall and just kind of like again wasn't feeling inspired by the class. 
Um, it, yeah, it just, it, it wasn't stuff. I, I liked being hands-on. So I liked getting the hard drive and putting it with the RAM, like the RAM with the motherboard and getting different like size hard drives and f like finding out how they work and so again um, through like your mum's sort of upbringing yeah how she brought you up by through play through for trial and error figuring yeah, things out definitely as more, being more practical yeah so then so then um yeah i was taking i took i was taken out of college uh within the first year i didn't i didn't i didn't make the grade to continue mm -hmm. And is that do you feel that was somewhat on purpose or kind of like just lack of drive that uh, lack of yeah I wasn't inspired yeah okay um, I wasn't inspired so, did, so one of the things we've been asking on here do you think that's because of the teachers you had or because you talked a lot about uh, like I think did you have is there any teachers where you can remember them and you're like oh they were really inspiring um, yeah I think it was a teacher I remember it, like the teacher just he smelled like coffee and cigarettes <laughs> and it was just like. You know, you're, when you're young, you're just like, oh, this is not a vibe. I don't know. I feel like there's there's a certain amount of pressure that parents put on their children. Yeah. That I didn't have. Yeah. You know, and we're like, you know, you need to get this grade and you need to do this. And like, when you get home, you need to study. And like, I didn't have all of that pressure. Yeah. yeah My yeah. mum was very much like, you do what you, what serves, like what feels good to you. Yeah. It's so interesting you say that. Yeah. And, um, but then there was a job that came up in, uh, I think it was like the Times newspaper at UCL, mm. doing a, it was at the time it was called a training scheme, but now it would be called an apprenticeship scheme. Mm -hmm. So I was studying and working at UCL, which I really enjoyed. What, doing what? So I worked in different departments. Um, they had several departments at UCL that have like remote support, desktop support, networking, okay. da 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 da. Um, based on my experience and my hobbies at home building computers, they put me into um remote support which was you go like to all different sites throughout london so you'd yeah. be spent to like sent to like kentish town yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but based in euston at ucl university college london and how would you now say again how, how old were you then that, uh, at the time stage of your life uh so that was at 17 18 okay um i did that for three years so i left when i was 21 yeah um you know, and, I studied. You get, are you getting paid for this? Got job? paid. Yeah, got. What good, good? Got good money uh, at the time. Okay. Just... I think I was on my last year. I was on twenty one k at twenty one, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mate. Living at home. Coining it in. <laughs> just saved it. Um, like, I started getting into sport again, cycling, into work, and rock climbing and stuff like that. And then um, decided to go traveling. Cause I saw there was a whole world out there. I was like, talking about you got the world map behind you. And I was like, wow, I need to go. You know, at the time I had the money to get a deposit for a house. And it was like, I had the opportunity to get the house or go traveling. And I was like, I wanna go traveling. Um, and I decided to, to go, went traveling for two and a half years. Went around South America, Southeast Asia, New Zealand, went up to Canada. Um, and then since then I've had the travel bug alongside running my business and just kind of travel to different places on the African continent and around the world. And yeah. Talking about tra traveling like mm. that, that that's quite a good story of really how, how we met and, and Bond and became quite good friends is uh, 
So I, I met Leon at, the, at his uh, juice bar. We'd, we've known of each other through mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And, and it was my stag dude to go to Colombia. And I just, for about four or five weeks, I was like, come on, Leon, why don't you come to Colombia? It'd be a vibe. And lo and behold, the, the type of man that Leon is, the, the world traveler, he, he actually ended up coming, which was a, an amazing trip. And I think the reason I tell that story is it just shows your sort of your energy and passion to, mm. to just, you know, follow what you feel is, yeah. is, is, is on your path. Definitely. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that trip. It was beautiful. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you, you, you inviting me as well. Oh. It was like an honour for me. It was like, wow, you invited me to your stag, do you? Yeah, let's do it. It's good energy, man. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And Colombia, beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, all the cities, the people, mm. the culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, carry on. It kind of t- t- very sort of touching considering how, how yeah. well-traveled you were saying you, you, you are. And yeah. So, yeah, I spent like two and a half years traveling. And again, it was that opportunity to learn through play. Mm. and through life experiences it wasn't academic learning but it was learning like a university of life Mm. you know and in that time i got really into rock climbing you know i've worked in different places i worked on a kiwi farm stayed with a maori leader who showed me through the culture of the maoris and lived in farms in different places sell transatlantic you know just so many beautiful experiences, um, but also gaining life skills. And I really traveled with a purpose. You know, it wasn't like, oh, go out every night and get drunk and just party all the time. And I actually had like a purpose. I was like, "I'm I'm going to these places. I want to see what brings these people fulfillment. What makes them happy? Because you, you, you notice it when you're in, in, in rural places around the world, even in the UK, people have a certain energy about them. And it, I find it fascinating. I'm like, wow, what, what is this? Like, um, and it's often, you, you know, you don't see that in London. Mm. And it's affirmed even more so when you go outside of London and people say, oh, when I go to London, people look so miserable. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, you might see that kind of cold, callous face when you're walking through London. People often just want to get to where they're going. Yeah. But if you sit down with them, you they will open up. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Very true, actually. But there's also this element of, you know, like health and and living in a natural environment, mm. which you 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 don't see so much here. There are a few people that hold that energy, but you more see it in rural places, especially in like the tropics. Um, you know, you, you've seen pictures of tribes people yeah. and just the energy they hold. It's fascinating. You look at them, you go, wow, you yeah. feel it. I think that that's one of the most interesting things. Like when we like started becoming friends and spending a bit more time with each other, one of the things that you kind of helped open my eyes with mm. was sort of you know I generally have always been quite a healthy person you know training trying to eat healthy but you showed me a a different side like for example when we were in Colombia 
you know, there was some things that you used to, the way you used to talk about fruit and the way you used to talk mm. about trees and life and, and stuff. And obviously, you know, we were in a stag do and obviously I was a stag, so I was getting terrorized by all <laughs> the oven. But I do remember the moments when we used to chill, you'd just be like looking at that, like a, you know, some fruit, like look at, look at the life in there. So, mm telling me to have it and you know when I was mm. sometimes man down yeah. from, from some of the tasks that I had to do yeah. it's very interesting and it's something that when I, when, when I came back as you know um, you do the juice cleanses mm. and, and I did a couple of them and it really kick started my sort of higher drive towards becoming healthy I ended up becoming vegetarian which I've done for seven months now um, I, I eat fish the odd, odd time but I'm not necessarily doing it for any specific reason. I wouldn't say I'm an out-and-out out vegetarian, but mm. it definitely um, opened my mind into like mm. being more conscious of what, what it is I'm putting into my body. I think that's definitely. the one thing that, and you know, very someone who's very kind of like a sponge, so once I get a little bit of an inkling into something, you know, I yeah. go, I proper go and do my own research, and you help me with that. And, and then adding the training element, which is something I've always done, but tying it together with, mm. with the diet and the health, and, and then attaching the word energy to that, and, yeah. and, and understanding your own energy infrastructure and how mm. important that is to be, you know, not a high achiever, but a high performer, which, which the two are very different, different things. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's great to combine that. You know, I've always liked watching people um, like Greg, Greg Braden, who combines spirituality and science. Mm. And it's a good way to communicate with people and get people to, to um, see on a scientific level how things work. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much someone who learns from osmosis. Same, yeah. So like, you know, being in those environments, which is why, you know, I, I love to go to those like rural places and meet tribes and stay with them because you just learn, you can, just the energy, it, it, it teaches you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't necessarily have to talk to them. And I try and, you know, learn as much as I can in those spaces, um, which creates like a threshold for where I would like to be in myself. And I try and adhere to that as much as I can. Yeah. And just being aware of that has allowed me to grow my business in a way that's quite unique. Because I know that if I'm reflecting something, if I'm holding a certain energy, that will naturally reflect onto others and inspire people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, it's very natural, it's organic, and it's with good intention. Um, because I've seen the full potential in a, in a human when they're in their natural environment and how they can be, you know. And I try and embody that energy as much as I can within this environment. And I, I can see when people embody it themselves as well and how it empowers them mm-hmm. and allows them to get more done, you know, and, and live a happier, happier and healthier and clearer life and, and make better life decisions, which is really important, you know. Um, if, we, if we feel like we're starving, if we feel like we're not fulfilled and we're not getting to where, you know, we're basically, we almost put ourselves in a state of depression. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes in that state, we'll make decisions that we wouldn't normally make. Yeah. So 
you know, if people are healthier and happier, um, or let's say more balanced, because happy is, is not a constant state, it's, it's about being balanced, you know, and having that balance, then you can make balanced decisions in your house, with your family, with your kids, and the next generations can do the same. And there's even studies on it, you know, there's studies showing people that live a more balanced lifestyle, you know, eat predominantly uh, vegetarian, or, or raw even, is the book that I read. There's areas in the world where they do that, and they don't even need policing in some of those places. You know, I stayed in a, a town in Brazil, which is notorious for violence. They didn't have any police, but the majority of people live off the land. Yeah. And there's like a couple thousand people living there. You know, and it, it just shows me like, you know, when we have a balanced lifestyle, we can make balanced decisions. Um, I also know when I'm off balance, I become a bit more snappy at work, um, which is not productive. Mm. Um, and I know I'll make decisions that I wouldn't normally make. Well, yeah, slightly. Like Evans yeah. is, is taught, um, you know, the, someone who came on the podcast and is sort of helping coach um, my team um, at the moment. You know, he one of the most important pillars of the six pillars, six pillars that I'm learning about is the energy infrastructure. You know, it's so important to mm. make sure that you're getting the right amount of sleep, that, you know, you're fueling yeah. your body, you're making sure you're drinking enough water. Definitely. You know, simple things that, you know, that's what he talks about is like there are high achievers and, and mm. I think there are moments in life where I've been a high performer but then there's all, the majority of the time I'm high achieving and by that I mean like I'm like just grinding you know not drinking water and maybe not getting enough sleep I'm getting things done but it's like mm. reaching the peak and then sort of on a roller coaster then, yeah. then do you know what I mean crashing yeah and so one of the most important things is looking after your energy infrastructure and that and that comes with health mindset um, you know nutrition nutrition and it's definitely. definitely one of the things that you definitely have got um, in, a, in abundance is you know how you look after the, those pillars mm, thank you yeah I try to as much as I can like even last night you know I, I didn't get to sleep until late maybe one thirty. I was up this morning training with you at 6 yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> doing kettlebells and then I, I got some work done went home did some work it was my day off so I, I knew I could kind of give myself that late night and have a nap in a day mm -hmm. but the time between being up to actually wanting to nap those last two hours me getting that work done yeah my brain felt just i was in a state of just being quite negative yeah i could feel it <laughs> and and it's like well you know and, and it's i was i was aware of it you know yeah. and it was like i was looking at it like okay i'm having these feelings because all the hormones in our body that are released to, to, to make us feel good, to give us energy, to give us strength, to give us courage, like, if they're depleted, how are we gonna, how are we gonna feel any of those, how are we gonna feel the serotonin or the endorphins or, you know, the joy, how are we gonna feel that? We can't, so it's like, having that balance will allow you to feel that and then with that, you'll attract more abundance. Yeah, you def know, definitely. With gratitude and all the rest of it. But it's like, it's an interesting one because we, we often, like you said, 
you know, push. Like I, I, I burnt out many times in the past, and you know, these early stages of business, you know, wanting to to excel, wanting to grow, wanting to, to have everything just perfect, um, and then getting to a point where it's like, I still want all of those things, but realizing that the rest of your life is in disarray. The rest of my life is in disarray, and. Yeah. how many years I have ahead of me. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, look at what you're achieving. Look at all the beautiful things that are manifesting and coming to fruition every day. And knowing that you're actually doing an amazing job and you're thriving as you are. Don't burn yourself down. So when you reach 45, 50, you're exhausted to the point you can't even have the joy and yeah. all those things I mentioned before. To be fair, to Lee, appreciate. Lee mentioned this to me. He said that some people can burn out so badly that, that you they can't even they can't even get lit lit, lit again. Can't can't even stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> but, but then that's why, like you know, we're, we're training at the moment early six in the morning. Yes. Both we're both not getting enough sleep at the moment. Yes. But how? It's now, it's now what, seven, it's about 7.30 mm. and, you know, we, we've bo both had a, a, a pretty hectic day, I say, I'm, I haven't really stopped. Yeah, And uh, now I'm, I'm here now banging a podcast, my good friend, mm. and, but I still got loads of energy. So, yeah. and I, I actually think if I'd had that extra hour of sleep, yeah, definitely feel like maybe I'd be a, a bit more... Mm maybe making slightly better decisions, but I don't yeah. know if I'd have the same energy as as I have now mm. from doing the training. And another thing he talks about in his energy infrastructure is, you know, yeah. motion creates more energy. Yeah, more energy. So Yeah. There's there's like a there's a valve in our heart where the blood when the blood pumps through, it spirals the blood and that creates charge. Every pulse is creating a charge in the blood. So if you increase that in the morning, you're yeah. creating more charge in your blood. So how so how's a young person like us like you know we're, we're very very mm. lucky to have the upbringings and friends and circle yeah. and, and and now even more inspiring um others and being inspired by others and and the, the connections are only going to get bigger and better mm. like, but how does it how do you feel we can you know what what sort of advice we haven't finished your journey by any stretch of the imagination we need to yeah. get back on on track for that but i just feel like this has been an interesting tangent mm. how what what for a moment, advice would you, we could we or would you give a young person to start to think about not just going, you know, they've got a lot of energy when you're young or even if they're older, but, and to start to actually realise that looking after yourself is actually one of the most fundamental things to mm. then having a platform to be successful, to yeah. enjoy what it is that you want to try and achieve. Mm -hmm. what, what advice would you give? So I've got um, my cousin around me who's very inspiring. He's a young man. Yeah. He's taught himself how to play pi uh, piano at home yeah. just using YouTube and he plays it to a really high level. And he wants to go into theatre. So what he does, he organises podcasts, he organises chats with successful people in that industry. With himself or with other people? With him and other people in the industry. And I think it's genius. And I think, you know, that's the kind of thing you, you want to be doing at a young age is looking at people that are in industries that you're interested in. And creating connections. Creating connections. 
like I said earlier, you learn through osmosis, you learn through osmosis, you learn through being around that energy. Even if it means, you know, volunteering one day a week, offering your time and your services to these people, you're going to learn so much, you know. And, you know, while you're at home, use that time to gain the skills and knowledge that you need to to go into whatever path you want to go in. Um, The money will come. You know, money is always there. We live in a city with 10 million people. There's a lot of money in the city. There's a lot of money and abundance around us every moment. So it's like looking at what you have and appreciating it, you know, for one, and say, all right, how can I, how can I grow from what I have around me? What resources do I have? And, you know, not being concerned about the external, like, you know, maybe some of your friends are earning X amount of money working at TK Maxx. Yeah. Or your friends, you know, got some new Nikes because their parents have the money to pay for them. Or how you'll be perceived by them because you're doing what yeah. seems to be, to be a dead job or yeah. working for free. Yeah, or their, or their, you know, their dad's bought them a new car. You know, these are, it's, you know, that's, that's fine. That's how people live. Everyone's got a different way of living and you might even be that in that lifestyle yourself. But it's about gaining the experience that you need in, for the field that you want to be in and doing that the only way and, to do that is putting yourself out there yeah exactly um and just staying focused on it and just believing in it you know and you might get to the point where you've tried it you've been in it and you go no this isn't for me mm. but you will learn skills in that process that will carry you through, through life you know and nothing like you said yes what would you say yes this morning nothing's permanent and it's yeah like you know we do change we do evolve um but there's there's things that i developed in it that i can incorporate in my in my business you know Mm. i I learned uh graphics you know i can i can organize the the camera system and the till system for my shop myself and yeah you know there's certain things that you will gain from from that also me as an employer, if I see someone has made the effort and gone out there and done this type of stuff, and I can see it on their CV, I'm like, this person's hot. Yeah, because it shows. That it shows willing. Yeah. And ultimately, that that's what you need to do. You need to show you have the will. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, just push yourself, force it. Persevere. Persevere. You know, when we wake up at six in the morning, it's not easy getting out of bed. <laughs> well, f- five in the morning, it's not easy getting out of bed to go and train. You know, some some days you might not want to do it, mm. but you just do it, and you you never come out at the end and go, "I wish I didn't do that." Never. Yeah, and if you actually reflect on what you learn, even if it's a bad experience mm-hmm. that you've had with an employer or with a company, you've learned something from that. Yeah. You know, don't ever let, like, bad experiences put you down. It's like, there's always good and bad in any experience. So it's like looking at both sides and how it can propel you forward. You know, sometimes, some of the hate that I've received at, at my, the jobs and positions I've take, taken and the love and the hate and love received by customers often 
the strongest driving force can be the negative experiences. Yes, if you, yeah. can, if you can use that energy and, yeah. and transform it into positive drive. Mm -hmm. And there's an interesting little side point. So there's a book I've, re uh, re I've read which is talking about melanin. We all have melanin, whether you're, you know, the lightest or the lightest or the darkest. Are. Everyone's got melanin, just different, different amounts of it. But melanin, when it's activated and charged and nourished and nurtured and balanced, it turns negative energy into positive energy. So as long as you, you know, like we said, living your balanced lifestyle, you're exercising, you're eating well, sleeping well, drinking water, thinking well, drinking lots of water, like negative experiences can actually give you a positive charge. You can actually turn that into, let's get up and go and do some more. Mm -hmm. But if you're fatigued, that's, that can potentially stamp you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got hyenas on your case. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, I don't want them laughing <laughs> after you. <Yeah>. So, Leo, that's great. Thank you for for, for sharing with that. But pleasure. Uh, we, I feel like we need to get back to your journey. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good little tangent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, traveling basically gave you this wealth of of, of experience and knowledge and. Mm. You know, you said you learned through osmosis and basically what it sounds like is while you were in traveling around all these different countries and picking up on all these different cultures, it feels like to me, I'm starting to get a better understanding is that, you know, because you immersed yourself in it, you were able to really take loads of different elements from all of these experiences that ultimately you've managed to bring together mm -hmm. um, using the upbringing that, that you had through, you know, through play, through experiencing mm -hmm. it yourself and, and then deciding, you know, what, what, what parts you really like and, and essentially fusing that all together mm -hmm. um, and, and then bringing that home. Mm -hmm. So what, so after all this traveling to, to, was it two years traveling? Two and a half years. Two and a half years traveling. Where was mm. the Where was the final stop before you came home? Um, Brazil. Brazil. Okay. I went back to Brazil. Nice. Yeah, so I started you... there and I went back there. Okay. At the end, yeah. And was it was it a good sort of um, rounded ending to to the trip? Like, did it? Did yeah, because feel... I had totally different experience from the first time I went there. Yeah. It was like I went there with a, a wisdom, and I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I went there to train capoeira and learn Portuguese. Within six months, I was able to hold like conversation and people were just like, wow, you've learned so quickly. But it was just like, I had this drive. I was like every morning waking up, studying Portuguese and doing capoeira. And um, it's like, yeah. So from that, I, I um, saw really beautiful places that I wanted to live in and put the Im image in my head that I want to buy land there one day and is this it in came brazil? in brazil yeah and it came around that one of my customers is from the same place and i, I bought some land from him and this was like what six years after me starting my business so, so, so it manifested it it manifested yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know in a way that i couldn't even imagine that's know? that's amazing so did you write this down or was it a real just a, a held the picture so, very strongly in your mind so um I do write stuff and I also hold images in my mind. Okay. This one was an experience in my mind because I've actually, I've been there and I was like, this is where I want to be. 
Yeah. You know, if I was to write about it, it'd be more like, I would like to go to you. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like an experience and I, I actually had it in my head that I wanted to land there. So how, having experienced doing both sets, Im imagining a powerful image in your mind and also writing things down, which one yeah. do you feel has, has the better effect on manifesting um, your goals and ambitions Ooh. and dreams? Well, I think number one is having a balanced lifestyle and being healthy. Of course. Infrastructure. And then, yeah, infrastructure. And then two, it's... Um, I think they both got weight, to be honest. They yeah. both got weight. Um, I don't think there's any right or wrong answers. Just more yeah, in, uh, yeah. In your, in your perception. I th for me, in the mind. Yeah. Yeah, in the mind it works. It feels like it when you said it, yeah. the difference. <laughs> yeah, in the mind it works. Paper, paper works for me if I'm doing like if I have to organize stuff, like yeah. things for my shop, I write it all down and then I find, if I go back to the list, I've done most of it. Yeah, so I've, d I've done both as well. And yeah, I can say that when I go back and look, I still have a piece of paper there, it's scary. Just things mm. that I wrote when I was like 16, 18, 21, 28. Okay. Like all of them ticked off. Nice. Like go back to it and, and it's crazy. So mm -hmm. young men, young women, like people of the world write yeah. your goals down yeah man it's like it's like writing your own story you know yeah because life where i look it's like a canvas mm -hmm. you know a blank canvas you're painting on it you're creating you're directing your own film yeah so many so many people say and like people say business plans are like bibles you should use your business plan like a bible and it's the same with our life you know you can actually write your life and it like you, you know, we manifest. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about Get Juice. Um, this is your your business. Mm -hmm. It's um, a juice bar yeah. uh, based in Tooting. Yeah. Um, very very successful from from what I've seen. You've just expanded and and, and made it a little bigger. Give it a little yeah. bit of a refresh through, yeah. through the COVID times. You actually opened for, for for the majority of COVID as well. Yeah, we were. That's always a good sign of a of a thriving business. Mm. Customers still still bet braving the COVID to to, to come out and <laughs> go into the market. Get get that goodness for their body yeah. that, that we all need. Um, so can you tell tell us a little about, bit about it? So you started it what about six years? Started seven years ago. Seven years ago. Um, and then and this is directly coming back from traveling from Brazil. Was it like an instant so thing or? I came back from Brazil. I think I was back for like six or seven months. Started working at IT again. Yeah. And that's this is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and then then I um, basically. Went for lunch with my mum one day after watching a documentary called Fat, Sick and Lily Dead, which is about a guy who does juicing, goes around the, goes around America, um, healing people from different elements, ailments, getting them on juice cleansers. So there's people that do like 30 days just juice fasting, 60 days, and they're on all kinds of uh, prescription drugs for all kinds of ailments. And they basically heal. Like he's healing people with diabetes and cancer and arthritis and all these different things just through juice fasting. And it's an amazing story um, because he's, he's by no means a naturopath or, or a doctor. Like he's just a guy who was inspired to do it. He did it, he healed himself and he wanted to heal others and he got them doing it. So it's an amazing story. 
and it's something that inspired me because I I've always in my time in work I've always shared the little knowledge that I gained through traveling and through studying health and nutrition you know I'd be like you know you should really rethink about having white sugar every day and <laughs> like just different <laughs> things you know yeah I can imagine and you know and then seeing people benefit from it you know I had a girlfriend who had like kidney problems and she healed from that um, within a couple months but she had it since she was 16 and we were dating when she was 23 um, and then you know I've I just experienced different um, things that I've said to people benefit their life I've seen it benefit their life and it gave me so much reward and gratitude like gratitude like I was like wow this is amazing mm. it's like just seeing people healing and feeling better in themselves so after watching that documentary I went for lunch with my mum and we sat down and I was like I want a career change like I want to open a juice bar and then we spoke about it we wrote down notes and then uh, and then we we're like let's try to market so we went to the market, spoke to management. Um, haven't really spent much time in the market at the time. It wasn't really wasn't much... nowhere near as popping as it is now. No, Whoa, it was wasn't pretty, really like somewhere you chill. Dead. Yeah, it was pretty dead. And but then... but still some very um, inspiring businesses that have been there for a very long time though. Definitely, like the uh, butchers. They've been there for years, forty-five yeah. years. Um, that must be quite interesting for you, someone who's um, promoting. Um, you know, mm. not not in a bad way, but you're promoting life from, um, and and in many ways, um, a, a butcher's is, I guess you could say, promoting, not promoting death, but selling I, death. How do you, how do you how do you? I, I don't want to go on too big a tangent, but what's your thoughts on that? Because um, I see I see you obviously when I come to see you to get my my juice, and mm. um, I've always found that quite an interesting thing that you're so you're literally. I feel like it's five a, yards away from, from from there. Yeah, I think it's a blessing, um, and I can really see the difference in my customers compared to their customers, their regulars. Um, a lot of them have walking sticks now, and they look really what like. I don't want a bad mouth. I mean, not bad mouth. Yeah, I think let's let's. let's <laughs> I don't want to be getting. Uh, I don't want to be getting punched. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But um, I can definitely like yeah. I get. I I can see. I can visually see, because like I said, I learn through osmosis. I watch things and I, I learn and I, you know, I look at that energy and I can visibly see and feel a different energy. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different, mm. okay? And I know what I want to associate with and I know what I want for myself. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's beautiful though. It's like, that is London, isn't it? It's, it's just... Just the diversity. Diverse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, In everything, in cultures, in food. Yeah. And, that's... and I feel like we've... It's kind of brought light to the to the situation, you know? People people sometimes go, oh, look at that, like, you're next to that thing. And, you know, and, and I think it makes people feel a bit more like they are part of something okay. that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unique. Um, 
and just highlights while we're there, if anything. Yeah. Okay, so you so you went to go go get get your. So yeah, I went to the market, and spoke to the management. Sublet a shop from a woman. She had a she had a wine bar and tea tea shop, so basically like had like a like one and a half meters by three meters squared uh, space in the front of her shop. And, um, and what are you now? I've got what seven meters by three. Yeah, okay. Like a mountain Some big growth there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that? Uh, what's that? Five times? Yeah, five times. <laughs> Jeez! Come on. Big up, big up. So, yeah. Um, so, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, sublet the space. I had some local guys, like, see me get set up and they were like, oh, yeah, I can help you build a table. Like, I wanted to pay him. He was like, no, no. This is for you, uh, local carpenter. Help me build a table. Got my mum's old blender, just some basic Kenwood blender. Got a cold press online. Brought a second-hand fridge. Um, you know, got a bit of money from my grandma. It was like a grand at the time. And then, um, yeah, just just started. And um, it was it was quite an eerie beginning because. And you quit your job? I quit my job, yeah. Okay. I quit my job. And it was just like, the, 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 my girlfriend at the time, she was an artist, so she'd done the chalkboards, which were beautiful. And just, I was just there. Like, yeah, this is me. I'm here to sell juices. And you know, just your first day and like, you just, there's just so much opportunity. You just, you just like, there's so much to create. There's like giving out, getting flyers created, printing them out, get, giving them out, giving out samples to everyone who sat down, getting them to come and buy a juice, you know, telling people why we're there, why I'm there. I was just on my own. And, um, and how, how did it go in the first, like, did you have any shaky moments? Because, you know, like, you, you've gone out, you've I taken a big risk, you've, you've gone out and done it. That part's always very exciting, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I had a combination of things happen when I moved into my second space. So that was, that was okay. I remember it was just pretty smooth. I was just on my own. Um, but then when I moved into my second space, um, there was like, my, my granddad passed, my cousin passed. Like, I had like a few things that, I was living in a, fl a flat in um, in Brixton, mm. had damp and mould, you know, waking up, like, unable to breathe at night, like, just so many things hit me at the same time, mm -hmm. and I was just like, whoa, like, it just kind of shook me, like, but luckily, thanks to, like, what my business is, it, it sustained me through it. Mm -hmm. it, it, it gave me the energy that I needed to continue. And and um, it's kind of it kind of shaped me in a way, but yeah, I basically like moved from that space. I got a second space in the market, um, like six or seven months after, and then I had someone who, who helped me at the beginning of that to to build it and get everything organized, and we started selling juices from there. There was two of us at that point, and then the market really liked what we were doing. 
they were going to change the back, which is now the yard market, which is like multiple stores that used to be like an actual yard, uh, which my shop backed off onto. And then they were like, well, they liked what I was doing. They thought I'd be a good match. So they offered me a space in the middle of the market. Um, so then, yeah, we did a joint um, construction, went half on the labor and materials. And yeah, and then I got the space where I'm in now and in the middle of the market. Um, and then I opened a second branch around the same time, uh, which was in Botts Park in Croydon. And by that point I had the two shops, I was supplying like five cafes. And you know, at that, at that stage where you're just like ready, raring to go, just putting in crazy hours, heading straight towards a burnout <laughs> as fast as I'm going up I'm going to crash down kind of thing and yeah it just all happened at once um yeah I was so how was like at the peak when you were like obviously just all right yeah. go 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 yeah and and then you know one day you, you wake up and you realize like you've got two shops like selling juices to multiple cafes it's obviously mm a lot for for still quite a young man yeah like so how I, did you what, what? I was 20 28 i think at the time so how was it at first like it being in it was it like exciting was it fun was it stressful what what, what was it like being um, right in the middle of that initially it was exciting it was fun it was stressful it was everything all encompassing um and then after about a year it began to grate on my soul and i was like this is taken away from the essence of what i do and I was no longer able to um, create, which I enjoy doing because all my time and energy being being used um, doing other stuff, fixing problems, fixing problems, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> managing and uh, keeping up with demand for the cafes. That was taking a lot of energy as well. Um, you know, just from the shop. You know, even even to this day, like if we're producing juice just for the shop, it takes a lot of energy to think of oh, supplying five cafes as well as running the shop. You know, it's it, it takes a lot of energy. But if you told me that before I started, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. No problem. Yeah. Easy. But until you actually do it, you don't realise what it what it takes. Um, and yeah, go on. I was gonna say it's so interesting that you're saying that. And so you, you we all, I'm always very frank with you about how things are in the business, and you've seen how much I've grown in the last um, in the last year since since the beginning of COVID. And yeah, I think one of the things that I've realised, like. I've, I've grown from doing one or two jobs to like 12 mm. massive projects all across London, North London, West London. And it's, it's very, it's weird. As you were saying, as you were talking, I was like, right, that is pretty much how I, how I feel right now. Like I've got a great team, um, you know, in the office and, and outside, I have great customers. I have a great infrastructure that I've built, but there is something very true about what you just said. It does feel like obviously having all of these moving pieces and still 
technically learning on the job like making sure that we're delivering quality jobs on time on, on budget always deliver on the quality but recently i've noticed that um the on budget and on time thing's been slipping slipping away slightly and it's having the courage to um acknowledge that is something that i'm i i've I, i've been doing in the last couple of weeks you mm. know um, yeah. what's really strange is i had covid uh, four weeks ago and I thought I was invincible I didn't think I'd, I, it'd be able to get me or didn't you know like obviously knew existed but I didn't really understand what the effect would be and for me it wasn't a physical effect like um, you know sweating a lot my kidneys hurt a little bit but um, from physical I, I didn't have any of the physical um, um, symptoms that, that they say you get what it did do is really affect my mind and, and my mindset it really slowed me down and made things very foggy right in the middle of a bottleneck where i had all these projects having to be delivered multiple customers mm. being so overwhelmed with it all trying to manage a, a balanced lifestyle at the same and keep you know all the other family friends and all the other plates spinning mm. i really really struggled with that and you know recently i've taken a very bold move like i've decided because we expanded into north london we had like three four jobs up there so I've, t I've decided to just scale it all back down without losing any of my workforce, but to just go back to focusing on, um, you know, four or five big mm. projects. But but what's what's so interesting about that decision, which is what I'm experiencing right now, you've, I've gone from having no problems with cash flow because the money was just like flowing in mm. to now to make that decision when you've expanded so so big like i'm having to now go back to managing a much more stringent stringent cash flow and all the things that used to be one of the biggest veins of my life i'm now having to kind of like experience that a little bit more and i feel this is something i want to share with my listeners and with you that you know, from the outside, whenever I see anyone, everyone just sees my vans flying around mm. and like, and I guess that's a lot of positivity that I get from my friends, family and other people when they, they when they finally meet me, like, oh, yeah, I've seen your van, your reputation, mm. you know, Instagram. But yeah, I'm, like, it's been amazing. And from the outside, we're doing really well, but it's been overwhelming. It's been very, very stressful. It's like, mm. at times, if I hadn't been doing the things that, you know, I like, that I've learned from you and learned from other people and, and looking after my infrastructure. I haven't even been looking after it that well. I'm just doing, you know, probably better than, than a lot of other people, but nowhere near to the, to the effect of where I'm a high performer. Mm. And I just feel like something I want to share, like it's, you know, from the Definitely. outside again, people will see all this, mm. they, they see success and they see all of these things and things are going well. And, and they are, but internally, I'm just not feeling the same. I just mm. feel like, everyone's just sapping my energy yeah. all i do all day is deal with problems deal with problems with clients mm. deal with problems with my guys and um, deal with problems in the office just like constantly putting out fires and mm. absorbing everyone's negative emotions and trying to remain positive and then still have enough energy to to keep motivated to keep driving the business and mm. creating the culture and creating this high bar that i've set in 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 construction and it's mm. it's very taxing Definitely. And it's yeah, I've been through that, and um, I think the beauty in it is to see how much potential there is in the city. You know, it's nice to know. Okay, when I'm ready to tap into that, I can. It's there. It's not going to stop either. So that's that's the beauty of it. Um, the beast is 
you, when you actually do jump onto it, you've got to be able to grab the ball by the horns and you've got to have all the infrastructure in place because if you don't, your reputation is at risk yeah. and you will not be able to fulfill demand without the right administration and the right infrastructure. So it's, a, it's, it's beautiful and it can be quite daunting, the thought of it, the prospect of it. But the knowing that it's there, the knowing that you can do it one day and the aim to achieve it is what drives us, is what makes us entrepreneurs. And I think reputable ones as well, you know. Oh yes, yeah, most important. Yeah, like with integrity. No what, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That that is making sure you always deliver even if it goes wrong. Yeah. Because you know, we want to look back in ten, fifteen years and people will be like, Yeah, those guys, you can count on them. And op other opportunities will arise that do not consume all of our energy that it that we would be outputting if we were to try and sustain that way of living because there's so many other opportunities mm. you know it's very easy to get caught in the prospect of someone someone else's opportunity that they presented for you and forget about the opportunities that you have created for yourself and the right ones will all, will come to you but like just don't try and snap up everything that comes you know there's and it's just that's through my life experience but also through speaking to people like yourself speaking to olders like elders mm -hmm. you know i've got some elders around me that like they they've been doing security for a long time like over over 30 years imagine the discipline it takes to continually do that stay in shape, wake up every morning, 6am, train, that's what he does. And he maintains that, he's maintained it for 30 years. Now he gets jobs with budgets you cannot believe because he has maintained himself. And he has the experience. So he has the experience. But if he was burning himself out, taking on jobs he can't handle, like, he wouldn't be where he is, you know. And... Uh, also, I realise it's down to self-value as well. You know, you can take on less work but charge more because you know your value and then, you know, like, be able to give a better quality and service rather than taking on multiple jobs um, and trying to make more money. Um, but it's not always necessary. Um, but... Yeah, we have to go through it to know, you know. And I think there, there's definitely um, a huge amount of opportunity out there for people. London is huge. There's like, what, 10, like I said before, 10 million people. If you're going to do a service, it's about having administration, having the right infrastructure, you know, making sure customers are happy and giving them something that they need. If you can tick all those boxes, and I'm sure there's more boxes to tick, but on a, on a basic level, yeah. if you can tick all those boxes, yeah, while maintaining your own energy, you're good. Yeah, while you're maintaining yourself and balance, yeah, you that's it. You're good. Yeah, you know, and it, yes, it's a skill. It's a discipline. Um, there's no shortcuts. There's definitely not any shortcuts. 
I know that. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. I think a lot of people seem to think that, especially young, the younger generation, from what we've experienced so far, they, they, they there is an element that they're click your fingers and it's gonna sort of um, yeah. You know, the little bit of work they expect the the, the just reward straight away. Mm. And and I've been trying to like say like heart. You know, I definitely think there's things like a little bit of luck. Um, but I actually think luck is created through hard work. You know, yeah. a lot of my friends say I'm very lucky and like what they don't realize is like how actually how hard I work to create all of these opportunities that they perceive as luck. Mm-hmm. And that and I think it's so important for people to understand like, yeah, creating connections as, as your as your cousins doing and being very smart and clever is definitely there are ways to speed that process up. Definitely. With the right energy placed in the right place but mm-hmm. at the same time there is no there's no secret source to, to hard work hard work no. will, will is, is guaranteed to get you to where you want to go with, yeah with, with the right attitude and the right approach mm, definitely so what is the right attitude um positive attitude i think uh, uh having a mindset that anything is possible and directing your mind and focus into whatever it is that you decide to do like for you at the moment you're you're really focused on your business Mm -hmm. and making it the best it can be whilst you want to expand into into the other realms that you know as you said there's a lot of opportunity but like making sure that you focus on and not losing track of it by getting Mm. sidetracked by all of these wonderful opportunities and picking the right ones at the right moment and then it's interesting that I, i really like that definitely and also like you say positive attitude and I, I, as you're saying, I'm like, I'd like to kind of stress to people that staying positive is, is, it is about having that mental positivity and that spiritual positivity. But there's also things that we need to do within ourselves to have a positive energy. It, you know, having integrity. Yeah, having integrity. You know, um, having the right nutrition, having the right sleep, having the right people around you that are going to empower you, um, that speak positively of you and of others. And, you know, exercising, these things are going to... And also, like, giving yourself time to go and walk in nature and be in the trees and to, to touch the earth and stay grounded. Like, all of these things we will need we need in order to keep positive mm-hmm. um, and you know it's very it's very easy for, for people to to drive that kind of narrative like you should smile you need to smile more you need to be more positive and you know you need to um, you know ha- have a better sense of humor and all these other things yeah but like <laughs> 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 yeah so like there's so many things but also it's like there's things that we need to do in ourselves in order for us to feel that deep inside like you actually feel like good you actually feel fulfilled you feel content you feel happy you feel positive you know and there's you know, you you know you. I'm sure when you were younger, they would be like, "Oh, cheer up, 
what's wrong with you? Like, come on, smile. Like, no, like, not, not me. But, but, <laughs> no. No, I'm joking, of course. Course. I think when we're young and we start jobs, I think I feel like that. That's yeah. kind of like the narrative. But I but, do, but I do feel like. Um, but there's no one really talking about it. Yeah, but like, I do. The, I do feel like, you know, going back to mindset and positive. Yeah, I know other people just saying it, but mm. you know, being positive is actually just a decision. It's funny, you know. I used to be when I was younger. I didn't really have it that much, but I have friends who have serious road rage. Like mm. you know what I mean. Like someone yeah. comes past, it's like effing blinding, da, da, da. and it's just like. And occasionally, when I'm driving around, you know, you might be in a situation where you, a situation like that gets created, and I see the person effing and blinding and beat their horn. I've got to a position where I just start laughing, like actually laughing with joy. Yeah. That, not laughing with joy, but like how that guy is so stressed. For he's that fraction like, of a second that, that he's blocked, or whatever it is, or whatever it is, and it's like. I've now made the decision in my life that I laugh at moments like that. I'm sure yeah. there's going to be times where I'm tired and, 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 and not always like that. But I do feel like those, those moments, you, you got to make a decision in mm. your decision. Like when you wake up in the morning, like obviously mm. I woke up this morning and said, we have a positive day and, and it started off really well. We trained and everything else. Then I came to, to the office and yeah, the fires just started. Like mm. phone just ringing, problem after problem after problem. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, I made the decision I was gonna have a positive day. Like, what is going on? Mm. You know? And you start doubting yourself. You're like, I'm, I'm thinking while I'm in the middle of it. Like, what is going on? Like, I, I said, but you still got to remain positive no matter what f is thrown at you mm. because you know there's multiple times I could have, and I did feel like I was about to lose my patience and become more aggressive and mm. angry at the people who are ringing me with all these problems because mm. i feel like some people can't even think of the solution they're just ringing with a problem and then it's yours it's like it's now in my hands mm. and i feel like a decision to be positive is is de is definitely goes a long way yeah for sure and you know where you've warmed up in the morning your heart's already had that moment to get pumped like it, it does take it does make it a bit lighter when you do get when you do have obstacles in your day mm. you know and um there's definitely like more things more powers to access in order for that not to happen you know like oh, yeah. you know people like meditation and breathing exercises and stuff like that yeah you know and like you know separating business from your emotions and stuff like that there's so many things and aspects in us that I'm still learning I'm sure you know you are as well but like I think it's really good that we're talking about it and sharing our experiences with people because mental health is a massive thing right now as well and it's just kind of like you know we, we need to encourage each other and give each other little gems because you know there's everyone's going through something you know and just being aware of it you know not you know just not taking things overly personal yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah it's, a, it's an interesting time that we're in to say the least definitely <laughs> so we've we've gone slightly over today yeah. but i just want to firstly say thank you very much for coming and joining me um, Pleasure. definitely definitely need 
a repeat guest here. Mm. I reckon there might be two or three episodes uh, with yourself in it. <laughs> I'll be up for that for sure. Um, but I'm much appreciated. Um, thank, thank you for taking your time and, and sharing your wisdom and your journey. Um, it's a pleasure. And secondly, I'd, we, we normally do this uh, thing where if you were to give three pieces of advice to to someone, um, it doesn't matter what age group, like from, from all of your experiences, either starting a business or unsure of what their next steps are or thinking about doing a career change and not knowing what to do. I mean, mm. they don't have to be. Um, three, three, three steps. Three steps or three pieces of wisdom. Or... Three pieces of wisdom. Um, so... Could be related to health or your business or juice mm -hmm. or I'd say put you put put yourself first. Yeah. Some people say put God first. Yeah. Um put your intuition first. Put your put put your feeling first. Like what is it you'd like to do? Put your purpose first. Okay. Because at the end of the day, when things go hard, get hard, that's gonna be your driving force. Okay, I love that. Number two, I'd say um keep the right energy around you when you're talking about business and when you're going into business and you know like don't don't let anyone tell you that you can't you know because if you can conceive it you can achieve it yeah there's no there's no buts or maybes yeah don't let anyone tell you you can't don't let anyone fill your head with doubt because life is too short. Mm -hmm. Just keep, just, just focus on it. Just keep focused. Yep. That's your focus. Focus. Nice. Don't take your eyes off the ball. Three, I'd say, um, maintain your health throughout everything that's going on. Prioritize your health. It kind of goes back to the, the first thing, which is your purpose and fulfilling that. But also maintaining your health is going to give you the energy, the power and the strength to continue what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Without health, you, you can't do nada. You can't get no wealth. You can't get no wealth. You need the wealth. Yes. You need the health to get the wealth. You need the health to get the wealth. That's I love for that. sure. Yeah. No, that's... And health is wealth. Um, last thing I can ask you. Yes. What do you think of the juice? Oh, what? The juice is absolutely banging. What flavour is this? So this one was with pineapple, sugarcane, yeah. curl, ginger and lime. Nice. So I've actually done your juice cleanse. I've done the five day. And the seven day. Actually, it was seven day, but I demanded uh, doing an eighth day, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Um, yeah, I, I, as I said, I think it was one of the things that kick-started. I, I, any of you listeners get down to um, get juiced, bar and tooting market. You can't miss it right next to the meat market. But like even better, you see it glowing. Leon's glowing tan and his youthful team just serving up drinks and, and, and health. Mm. Um, and also, you're, you're also doing these juice cleanses as well. Yeah. Is that online yet or...? Uh, juice cleansers are not online yet, but you can come into the store. You can message us on social media. Yes. You can message us your, through our website. What's your what's at your, Get Juice Bar? At good, yeah. And then getjuicebar.co.uk. Nice. Um, and then our store, yes, yeah, in Tooting Market, in the centre of Tooting Market. You can't miss us. Okay. Um, in fact, I'm going to treat the team to a, to a round of juices and make sure we put them on Insta. Nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> Appreciate well, yeah. that. 
Look, Leon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very Likewise. much. Definitely need to get you back again soon. Thank you. And um, we'll keep an eye on your journey. Cheers. Cheers. Bless up. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Sorry we went over server so slightly, but we had some interesting wisdom there that mm. I just didn't want to cut short. And, and yeah, I just want to say if there's anyone out there who wants to get in contact or would like to come on the podcast or would like to ask any of our guests any question or myself, please feel free to message us. Uh, on Instagram or on one of the pages, Twitter, ETC. Peace, guys. Have an amazing journey. Peace. You've been listening to The Journey Podcast with Russell Hughes, the show where we share the real journeys of people who are crushing it in their industry. We hope you gain some serious value that will help guide you on your journey of never-ending constant improvement. Remember to like and subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode.